What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 330 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So only three more weeks, maybe four more weeks. I should look at a calendar of 2020. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Riggins. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk a little bit of news, and then we've got a review of the newest movie from Netflix, Christmas Chronicles 2. But before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Mark Ellis, Reagans, how are you? I am good. I'm doing pretty good, man. I uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Adam Wallyhawk for putting up those awesome videos on the YouTube page. Uh, one of them was an interview with um, with a dude from uh, Family Video, which is uh, video stores, mom and pop video stores that are still around, that they're they're trying to raise some awareness so people can buy some stuff, keep them in business. And man, I have been going crazy because <laughs> I love physical media. I love DVDs, like the actual physical DVDs. So getting my, getting access to like a bunch of used movies and rare movies and uh, you know, just like physical copies of, of things. I've been shopping like a madman. So uh, yeah, shout out to Adam Wallyhawk for putting that together. And if you are like me and you like uh, physical copies of uh, movies or you want to, you know, fill out your collection a little bit, uh, check out familyvideo.com. Check out the, the the video on the YouTube page and the So Wizard YouTube page. Uh, but And then check out the website. Do some shopping. That's what I've been doing. That's why, I've, that's why I was late coming on. I just spent the past like three hours shopping for stuff. And hey, what'd you get? I got Bad Boys 1, 2, and 3 for like $12. I got a copy of The Shining for like 5 bucks. I got our next I Hate You Now Watch, which I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I couldn't fucking believe that DVD was available on sale for like 3 bucks. so I bought that. <laughs> got a couple of Christmas gifts for people. I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff. Um, I had to, had to put the card away just so I can come here and record the show. So let's hurry up so I can go back to shopping. All right, Aubrey, what's going on? Uh, just living the dream. I, I haven't really done much. No, I went up and saw his dad for Thanksgiving. And uh, so brought him there, picked him up, watched this movie, been working. Still uh, trying to find ways to fund my poor dog's uh, new knee. So that's about it. Sounds great. Uh, and now I'm on familyvideo.com. <laughs> I saw a bunch of like uh, Gamera DVDs and Godzilla DVDs on there. That's and I exactly thought what I'm looking at. <laughs> Which is lying. That's exactly what I'm looking up. <laughs> and Joey, how are you doing, man? Well, uh, you know, familyvideo.com is certainly no xvideos.com. But, oh, God. Um, <laughs> 
I'm great. I'm great. I am. I am great. Actually, I'm not great. I am like the walking dead right now. Um, tonight, as we record this, I'll be leaving for work in about an hour and a half. Uh, I'm on my fifth day in a row of uh, working and uh, I'm, I'm just trying to just trying to power through, man. I'm just trying to power through, just trying to make it through the night tonight because then I have tomorrow off and I can sleep all day. If I'm not busy watching a movie or something for next week's podcast. But uh, yeah, that's it. I, I have nothing interesting that's happened. Literally, all I've been doing is working at both of my jobs nonstop and desperately like grabbing hour, hour and a half of sleep here and there when I can. So that, that's it. That's all I do. That's my life, at least until after New Year's. So <laughs> nice. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more? So is your podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com and there you're going to find some new episodes every week. Occasionally, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly. You can find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Um, you can support our show by buying some of, some of our merchandise. We have a T public store available there. Uh, there's a link. Click on that. Get some t-shirts, get some masks, get some sweatshirts for the cold weather, all with the So Wizard Podcast logo all over it. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Uh, click on the big A, do your Amazon shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can find our social media links there too. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, Amazon Music, and we have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly, receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our fellow podcasting buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. all right all right last week we didn't talk news because there's a holiday this week mark ellis what do you got for us drop the drop let's talk the news yo pump it up it's time for the news yo we getting ready to bring you the news boy all right so this week in nerdy news it is a typical fashion that we're going to be talking about remakes and redos and uh reboots uh just a couple of them that's going to be happening uh so the first one is the toxic avenger uh it's an older movie from god i want to say like 80 like the early 80s that i think i've probably seen once or twice but they're remaking it uh they're giving it a a nice new updated vision and this one is going to star game of thrones star peter dinklage as the toxic avenger you know i can say that enough time has passed where i don't think a lot of people are holding that movie dear to their heart so this is this is actually a good property that could be remade i normally wouldn't care but peter dinklage is the man so if he started in it uh, you got my attention um are you guys familiar with Toxic Avenger? And uh, what do you guys think of the remake? Let's start with Aubrey. I uh, I haven't seen the original. I 
also love uh, Peter Dinklage. So I think that this is going to be great. I'm excited. I'm actually not mad that they're redoing something, uh, which is surprising. So I I can't wait to see what they actually have planned for it. Cool, cool. All right, Joy, what about you? I know you've got to be familiar with this movie, with the original movie. Um, is this going to be made by Troma, or are they just did they just sell the rights to somebody? Or uh, it's going to be. It's not Troma. It's going to be um, legendary. So there's going to be some money behind it, which I know kind of takes okay. the uh, takes the fun away from it. But <laughs> well, you know, I think Troma is is really like the first sharknado type movies without and and please people out there don't take that the wrong way but i mean like they're bad movies but they also know they're bad movies and there's they definitely like wink at the camera and kind of laugh along with you it's not like the room where tommy wiseau thinks he's making an oscar-winning masterpiece but it's really a hilariously bad movie like they know what they're making when they're making them um but they were so low budget and so earnest in the fun they were having that it never was obnoxious like it is with stuff like Sharknado. So um I do love trauma movies. Class of Newcomb High. Oh, that's a that's a fucking classic. I I saw all these Toxic Avenger movies that used to be on uh the USA channel all the time. Um God, what was this C- Commander USA? Do you remember those that show, Mark? No, I don't remember that at all. It was a precursor to Up All Night where this guy dressed like a superhero would introduce really bad movies <laughs> and and have skits in between the commercial breaks. I mean, they used to play like those all the time. They used to play uh, Last Temptation of Toxie, Toxic Avenger 3 on there all the time. But um, yeah, uh, is this going to be based on Toxic Crusaders, the cartoon show? Uh, possibly. They might just incorporate everything, the cartoon show, the musical. <laughs> the- they better keep the theme song. They're gross, but they still get girls. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I loved that show. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited. I just I want it to keep the same goofy vibe. That's the thing. I don't know how you make Peter Dinklage be the Toxic Crusaders or Toxic Avenger without um, having like tongue in cheek and have fun with it. I don't want to watch a serious like body horror movie about Toxic Avenger. <laughs> But I'll gladly watch something that's a lot of fun. So I think Peter Dinklage is a fantastic actor, and I think he can do funny really well. Mm-hmm. As well. He has good comic timing and stuff like that. We've seen that from Game of Thrones. So this could be amazing, and it could be go horribly wrong. Or it could sit in development hell for the rest of our lives. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll believe it's happening when I'm sitting in the theater watching it. But I would be cautiously excited about it. Cautiously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's starting to remind me of like Jason Momoa as the crow, you know, a movie that's like they're always announcing, but we never see it. But uh, yeah, this could be good. It it, it could be good. I, I'm I'm hoping that they uh they make it silly because I think that would be pretty cool. And Peter Dinklage is the man. He's the man. Um, all right. So then in other uh, sequel news, uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the work of uh, film Artur uh, Robert Rodriguez. But uh, back in the day, he made a movie called The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which was a kid's movie, uh, kind of like a Spy Kids franchise, but it incorporated a lot of 3D. This is like back when 3D was making its big splash. Uh, so here we are years later, and it looks like uh, he's made a sequel to it, um, kind of like his Spy Kids franchise. He did three of those and then did a reboot uh, for Spy Kids 4. Uh, he's bringing back the world of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, they are returning. 
as adults, and the story is going to be about their kids. Uh, the movie's called We Can Be Heroes, and it's going to be on Netflix January 1st. Are you guys familiar with the original Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and are you excited for the sequel? Let's go back to Joey. Um, I never saw it. It was uh, it's was it's, it was a kids movie when it came out, and it's clearly a kids movie. It's not like you know me and the me and the family can watch Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's still a, like awesome movie. Like this is a fucking kids movie. Yeah, <laughs> there is no like holding back. These are full kids movies. Spy Kids in this, and strangely, Machete is in the same cinematic universe, <laughs> but that is not a kids movie. Um, I, I just I've never saw it. I never saw it. I do. I love uh, Robert Rodriguez's aesthetic of uh, making these movies like in his garage with a green screen, cheap, fast and dirty <laughs> and put them out and making money. Um, so I, I, I have I have a feeling that we might be uh, watching this for the podcast. But <laughs> it's, uh, I guess I probably have to watch the first one. Right. I, and it's not it doesn't have the kid from Twilight in it anymore. So, yeah. Right. Like, what is he doing? Everyone, everyone is still in the game except for that dude. He's he's had enough. He's very busy. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if that if that's a movie that comes up. Um, Aubrey, this might have been a little around your time. It came out in two thousand five, I think. Um, are you familiar with the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? I have heard of it. Um, and I my little cousins watched it, but it was like right at that time where I became disinterested in things like that. So like Spy Kids came out. Um, I didn't even know when the original Spy Kids came out, but I know Spy Kids 2 came out when I was like 11. And it just wasn't my thing at the time. In Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I was 14. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really give a shit about it. Um, I do know it was like big with like my cousins and everything, but I never watched it. It was never anything I really cared too much about. Yeah, I'm a huge Rodriguez fan. Um, so, and I like a good movie is a good movie, whether it's a kids movie or a you know, drama or comedy or whatever. If it's put together well, it's cool. Um, this movie is awful, or at least the first movie. It's horrendous. I and mean, I'm pretty sure I saw it in 3D too. So, yeah, we're going to put this one on a board for a possibility to review. <laughs> like I said, Maybe it comes out. it should out- be a I hate you now watch. It's already, movie I already that added we've it. never watched. <laughs> I already added it to the spreadsheet, so I mean, it's going to take an act of God to delete it. So. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, there's still a few weeks left of this year, so anything can happen. They can they can announce anything, and uh, and whatever. If there's any other options, there's a good chance that I'm going to vote to kick this movie off. If there's nothing, this else. is 2020. Somebody's going to die. Mm-hmm. And then we'll and we'll 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 have to uh, we'll have to reset the clock once again or reset the schedule once again. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. And then the last thing I just wanted to ask real quick, you know, we were talking about it before, how Wonder Woman is going to be opening on theaters uh, on Christmas Day, but it's also going to be available on HBO Max on Christmas Day also, uh, so people can watch it at home. It looks like Warner Brothers is toying with the idea of bringing Godzilla versus King Kong uh, to a streaming service. Also, instead of uh, bringing it out into the theaters, uh, the uh, date that they have right now is May 21st of next year. But, uh, you know, if the time, you know, if the world continues to be the way that it is and they need to make that money, they might release it onto a streaming platform. So my question is, uh, with 
you know, Wonder Woman, I can watch on a screen, on, a, on any screen, it's fine. For Godzilla versus King Kong, I definitely feel like that's something that should be witnessed on a big screen. So, you know, I would be actually disappointed if they do release it as a as a uh, video on demand movie. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you think this is, uh, you think it'd be fine if they did it on video on demand? Or do you, do you think uh, it might be better to watch it on a big screen? Let's go back to Aubrey. I agree with you. I think it. It definitely needs to be seen on the big screen. I think that's when all of the effects and the sound and everything just adds into the movie and makes it like a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to see it regardless um, and not even for the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, and I do agree with you. I think that it's going to be a little bit uh, disappointing without the effect of being at the theaters. Yeah. Yeah, those movies are skating on goodwill just as they are. Taking away that that hugeness of it of the screen, I think, might hurt it a little bit more. Uh, Joy, what about you, man? How do you feel about reviewing this movie from your TV as opposed to the big screen? Well, I'm always happy to see stuff come home that I don't have any extreme attachment to going to see in the movie theater. Right. I don't want to watch like the next MC. I, I, as much as I want to watch Black Widow now, 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 now. I, I would much prefer to go see it in the movie theater. I'd much prefer to see a new Star Wars movie in the movie theater uh, first before watching it at home. Something like this, I, I have zero attachment to <laughs> wanting to see it. Uh, I never saw Kong colon, Skull Island, um, despite Brie Larson in a tank top in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, ha- I have not seen that. I did not like uh, really either Godzilla movie. Especially in like the last one. So, uh, and I know this was filmed before they, they had already, they were already like balls deep in production of this when King of the Monsters came out. So there's no course correction to this movie. If this is what they wanted to do with MonsterVerse and this is it, they didn't change anything based on the reception to King of the Monsters. So I feel like this was kind of even you know, in a non-COVID world, this was uh, almost going to be an odd man out in terms of quote unquote blockbuster movies, um, selling it to a streaming service and breaking even or putting it on HBO Max and breaking even and using it to drive subscriptions is probably the absolute very best thing they could do with, <laughs> with this movie right now uh, in terms of money in, blo- in a box office. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really have a problem watching movies at home. Even if I have to watch them on my phone, uh, we've talked about I've talked about in many different places, my schedule and my life. Um, and sometimes that involves laying in bed and watching a movie for the podcast, watching it on my TV, watching it on my laptop. Uh, however, I can get them in just just like in other things in life. However, I can get it in. <laughs> I get it in. So, um, yeah, I just bring them all on with the exception of movies. I actually want to see in the movie theater. I should be the arbiter. Like the studio should come to me and say, <laughs> should we put this in the theater or not? And I will say yes or no. So. Yeah. You know, you made a, you, you make a really great point regarding the money that they need to make. Cause they, they do have to, if they're not going to make a lot of money, they have to at least uh, break even on this, uh, this Godzilla movie. So, uh, right. yeah. Yeah. It gets very, uh, it gets very like uh, tricky with contracts and stuff. Because I know one of the one of the issues with Black Widow is that, you know, like Scarlett Johansson's contract where maybe she took less money to be in the movie, but then she gets a like cut of the box office, which sounds awesome when you sign a contract pre covid for a movie that's (laughs) probably going to make a billion dollars. Right. But then if they're like, oh, well, we're just going to put it on Disney Plus for free. Like, what the hell happens to that contract? Like they have to give her money. 
yeah. to compensate for that. So that's why uh, that James Bond movie, you know, the MGM was talking to Apple and Netflix and they wanted like a ridiculous amount of money because they have to cover all those people's fucking back in contracts on the film. Like Daniel Craig, I think they would have owed him like $90 million <laughs> if they dumped it somewhere. So that's why they were like, all right, well, you can have it for streaming, but it's going to cost you like $600 million. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, this is there's some crazy math. There's some fuzzy math, quote unquote, when it comes to these movies. As a fan of the first two Godzilla movies, uh, not a fan of the Kong movie, but the first the Godzilla movies I'm a fan of, seeing it on a big screen is definitely the way to go for me. So. I don't know, fingers crossed that uh, by May 21st, 2021, everything will be nice and cleared up for the box office. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with our review of Christmas Chronicles 2. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. Ah, uh, the Ivy League. They are the eight most prestigious colleges in the nation. And as we've seen recently, people will do or pay anything to get their kids into them. When you hear Ivy League, what comes to mind? Is it the hallowed halls of education and tradition? Professors in tweed coats pontificating about Walt Whitman? Elitism? Finals clubs? What you probably don't think of is murder. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League Exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? We deep dive into the stories behind the picture-perfect Ivy Leaguers who appear to have everything and throw it all away. And for what? Love? Money? Obsession? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. And we are back. All right, guys. Christmas Chronicles 2. We watched the first one, I think, two years ago when it came out on Netflix. Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, and others starring in a movie about Santa Claus. Um, Aubrey, did you watch that one with us? Were you here for that? I was. Okay. Just, you know, my memory doesn't really work great sometimes, so... We're going to talk all about it, and we're going to go non-spoiler to start. Then we'll play our sound drop. It'll let you know we're going to be spoiling the movie. But to start, Aubrey, what is Christmas Chronicles 2 all about? It is Kate Pierce, now a cynical teen, is unexpectedly reunited with Santa Claus when a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. All right. Well, we all had a chance to watch it, and I'm sure you can as well as it's on Netflix. So very easy to access. Let's find out non-spoiler what we thought. Aubrey, what did you think of Christmas Chronicles 2? Um, I enjoyed it a little bit more than the first one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Markellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I actually thought it was as good. Not, I don't think it was as good as the first one, but I think it was, it was pretty close. It was actually it was better than I was expecting it to be. Wow. Uh-oh. I feel like I'm on a lonely island right now because I thought this movie was shit. <laughs> of course. I, I did not even not even a hair on, a, on the ass of the first movie. Wow. Like, wow. Wow. I'm stunned at your guys reaction to this. Um, I'm stunned at yours. Yeah. It's almost the exact same movie. Well, we'll get into it. It's hard to get into it without spoilers, but it definitely 
I felt like it emphasizes more on aspects of the first movie that weren't good. <laughs> I didn't really like the first movie, so oh I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, just play a spoiler sound drop. I can't do this anymore. Just play the spoilers. <laughs> spoiler alert. I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, you guys seem to love this movie, so we're going with things we liked. Marcellus, tell me some things you liked about this movie. All right, so before the movie started, or before I knew we were going to re- we're going to be reviewing this movie, I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't watch. I didn't read any synopsis. I had no idea what this movie was going to be about, other than Kurt Russell was going to be Santa Claus and Goldie Hawn was going to be in it more than a cameo. That's all I knew. I didn't even know if the kids were coming back at all. So when it started with the same kids as before, I was like, oh, they're actually going to do like this, the the true sequel thing. I thought they were going to do it's Santa with now a new bunch of kids, you know, and a whole new adventure. But it actually plays on a lot of the things from the first movie, like a lot of the plot points from the first movie. So that I really loved. I love the introduction of the new characters, uh, Tyrese and his son. I thought that was cool. Um, I thought that the villain's plot was actually or. Yeah, the villain's uh, plan was actually intricate. It wasn't like simplified. You know, it was elaborate and he had a lot of stuff that he wanted to do. And he, you know, went through a lot of of, uh, painstakingly ways to pull it off. So that I thought was pretty cool. One of the things that drove me nuts in the first movie is that they would be like outside and they would say like how cold it was. But you would never see like any frost come from their breath at all. Like none of that at all. They fixed that in this movie. It was plenty of it. So that I was actually happy with. Uh, Because that drove me nuts. Um, There was a big musical number in the middle, just when you thought there wouldn't be. And getting towards the end of the movie, I'm like, man, I can't believe you're not going to do like another big musical number. And then as soon as I saw Darlene Love as like an airport customer service, I'm like, oh shit, here we go. We're going to get another big Christmas number. I like the uh, interaction between her and, spoiler alert, her father. That I thought was really cool and really unexpected. And it, it worked way more than it should have. And I like the way how the <laughs> inside of uh, Santa's village, they have a movie theater. And when the elves are good, they're playing the movie elf. And when the elves turn bad, they're playing bad Santa. That I thought was pretty funny. It was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, it just, I think it just works as a sequel and it works as a Christmas movie, too. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked all of that. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Aubrey, how about you? Um, I agree with Mark. Like, I did like the details of it because um, I'm a big stickler for that. And, and like, the second they got onto the North Pole when they're in shorts and t-shirt, I'm like, oh, here we go. They're going to be sitting here in shorts and t-shirt in the North Pole and they're not going to be cold. And then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> we're going to freeze to death. And now they're cold. So I did like those details because I, I hate when they overlook those Um and I did like the interaction between her and her dad. I kind of wish that they would have explained what he was doing in the police <laughs> station <laughs> um, in the airport, uh, but whatever. And then I liked that they had the same characters as the last movie. I liked the uh, continuity of that. I think that that was really important. They had the same exact actors and actresses as the last one. I thought that that was good. I really liked... Santa's village and I liked the history and how they had explained he started off as St. Nicholas and what he used to do because I don't think that that gets told enough in Christmas movies Mm -hmm. these days 
honestly, even older Christmas movies, like I don't think that they touch on the origins of Santa Claus a lot. So I, I did actually really enjoy that. I liked the elves this time around. I didn't really like them in the last movie. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, for me, <laughs> um, I think uh, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus is fantastic. Uh, just like in the first movie, like he care anytime he's on screen, he's carrying the whole movie on his back. And I think it's great. I would watch honestly, as much as I didn't like this one, I would still watch Christmas Chronicles three if he's back. So <laughs> I know that's sad, get, isn't it? Get, I just, I love Kurt Russell to begin with. And I just think he does a fucking great job as Santa Claus in these two movies. Uh, I think you can tell he's having a good time doing it. Mm. Doesn't seem like he's put out or like, you know, just cashing a check. He's not David Duchovny in the craft <laughs> legacy. Like, like he's, he's having a good time and, and it shows. I, I, I like Kurt Russell in the role. I liked uh, Santa's village. Like you guys said, I like to see a little more uh, tiny bit more world building in it. Not a ton, but uh, some of the more world building stuff was fun. Um, I, I agree with Mark. I liked everything when they went back in time to the airport, um, including her meeting her dad. That was very, uh, Christmas mu- movie. Um, I thought it was hilarious that her um, her mom is dating Tyrese. <laughs> uh, I just I wasn't ex- I did had no idea it was the movie. I was expecting him to like walk out. <laughs> like, like what the fuck is Tyrese doing here? <laughs> I just think when the Rock was like roasting him in like fi- fi- uh, Final Fantasy, <laughs> Final Fantasy, Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Um, say so I, I forget what, what, what I don't even know which one it is, but they like the rocks having a barbecue and like he says something to the rock and the rock like, makes fun of his forehead or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, seven, I think probably seven to six, seven, eight, one of those. Um, it, it's just that has always stuck with me. So <laughs> I can tell I see him in anything, even if I just see like the, the box art for like baby boy or something, <laughs> it's just like it's, it's all over. I can't stop laughing at Tyrese. So, um, yeah, and even his son as the new kid in the movie mm-hmm. was uh, he was good. I liked that kid a lot. I liked his little adventure um, fighting horrendously bad CG um, animals. And uh, I appreciated that they got the other kid back in the movie, but they also didn't include him in the adventure because he's old. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's like, fuck this shit. He just lays on the beach for the whole movie. <laughs> I appreciated that as a character. We're like. You know what? He wasn't invested in anything happening. You know, he he liked his mom's boyfriend. <laughs> he wasn't too old to go deal with Santa Claus. <laughs> He's just like I'm laying on the fucking beach. A little movie. I like that guy. <laughs> so uh, those are some of the things I like. But what about things you didn't like, Marcellus? How about some things you didn't like about Christmas Chronicles too? Uh, I will agree. Some of that CG on the uh, on the uh, animals was a little it was, it was a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. As much as I praise the the villain's plot, his idea of the plot of what he wanted to do, the fact that he left them with the time machine kind of was, felt really stupid. <laughs> like I'm gonna put this put this uh, gadget on your your sled. It's gonna send you back in time, and then I can do what I want to do. But they just fixed the time machine, and they just traveled back. So I don't know that part seemed kind of dumb. Um, and then the the at the end of the of the movie, they do a like a version of like Oh Christmas Tree, I think. One of the one of the classic Christmas songs that you hear like on Charlie Brown. And it takes 
it just goes <laughs> on and on and on and on. They do like the big John Williams Boston Symphony Pops version of it. And I'm like, come on. We I understand it's a Christmas movie and you gotta have a Christmas song in there. And putting a classic one is nice, but you gotta know when to like just stop it. You know, it, hey, it, that's my dad's song. <laughs> it felt like they just played the song just so they could show this is the beach and this is Santa's village. And these are the actors, you know, doing a doing a Christmas carol. It's like a it felt like a super overlong, overlong Christmas carol. And you just want the people to get off your porch and so you can go about your day. So, yeah, that drove me nuts. But that's it. That's all. I. That's the only thing I really didn't like about it. Wow. All right. Uh, Aubrey, was there anything you didn't like about the movie? I didn't really like Goldie Hawn. Uh, <laughs> what? Her acting, I, I didn't really like it. It just, she felt fake, whereas Kurt Russell did a really good job. Um, I don't know. I, I just didn't, she felt like an actress playing Mrs. Claus, whereas Kurt Russell, I felt like embodied Santa Claus. So that kind of fell a little bit short for me. I didn't really like the actor of the villain of Bell Snickle. Oh, I liked him. I, I didn't. He was, it, I don't know. It took it's, me a second to realize who that was because, like, the last time we saw that kid was uh, Deadpool 2. Right, And yeah. obviously puberty hit, so, like, <sighs> he looks a lot older. I, I kept looking at him. I didn't pull up IMDb right away, but I kept looking at him and go, who the fuck is that kid? Who is that kid? <laughs> who is that? And then I finally, like, looked it up. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I didn't really like, I like some parts of the villain idea, but I just, I don't know, there was something that it was missing for me, and something that was too much, and something that was missing, and I can't quite figure out what it was, I don't know if it was just Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus, like, having this adopted elf, I, I don't know what it was for me that didn't sit well, but something didn't sit well. Um, so I had a problem with that. Uh, other than that, I mean, there wasn't too much. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. The, the musical number was kind of weird for me cause it was just so random. <laughs> um, I love yeah. that musical number. I gotta tell you. Really? I mean, like it, it was fun. Part of the movie. It was fun, but it just felt super random. I feel like there should have been a little bit more build up to the fact that he was going to start a musical number. Wait a just minute. Like, Do you remember how the musical number came about in the first movie with him being in jail? No. <laughs> He's in jail no, and he just happens to be there with the E Street Band and he just gives them instruments and they start a big musical number in jail. Oh, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> gave them for presents and everything. And right. Yeah, I guess there wasn't much build up for that either. I don't know. It just, it seems so weird. I don't remember much of the first one because I didn't like it. So it didn't leave an impression on me. So maybe that's where a lot of the disconnect for some stuff is. But I think my biggest gripe was just Goldie Hawn's acting. Oh, it's harsh. <laughs> she's a, she is a living legend. She's an icon. I wanted to <laughs> like her because she seems so sweet and and I've seen her in interviews, and she really is, like, that sweet in mm. interviews and everything. But I just, I couldn't, I don't know. There's just something about her, the way that she carried herself, that just seemed super fake. Mm. 
I, you know, I, and I can understand that because Kurt Russell is giving it 120%. <laughs> so if you're giving it like 98, you're going to look like you're lazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he seems like he truly believes that he's Santa Claus. So. All right, Joey, what about you, man? What did you not <laughs> like about it? All right, well, let's start. Uh, let's segue right from Aubrey's into mine. Um, I didn't like Goldie Hawn in this movie at all. Oh. And I 100% agree with Aubrey where she she is sleepwalking through the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where it, and like you said, Mark, Kurt Russell is 150% invested in this. He is Santa Claus. And I, I think he does so good a job that probably like within five to ten minutes of the movie, you don't even think of it as, oh, Kurt Russell is Santa Claus anymore. You're just like, that's Santa Claus. Um, meanwhile, Goldie Hawn is just there for the paycheck. Uh, maybe to afford more Botox. Her uh, Botox ravaged face was extremely distracting throughout this entire movie. I kept thinking like, oh, I guess Santa got her a gift certificate to the uh, <laughs> the plastic surgeon for Christmas last year. Because, um, wow, okay, her lips. Whew, terrifying. I mean, I know she's in her 70s, but, man, it was, it was much. Um, as much as I liked some of the world building, I liked seeing the North Pole and, like, I liked seeing Santa's village and, and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of the world building kind of got up its own ass at times. Uh, and like you said, like the the seed, I hate the elves. I don't, I don't like the el- I didn't like the elves a lot in the first movie. And for that to then become almost the focus of this movie was kind of like, oh, Christ almighty. Like they were great in like a like five to ten minute spiel or shtick mm-hmm. in the first movie to make them like the focus of this one. When they don't have the CG to pull it off to start, because just about everything in CG in this movie looks like shit. No. Yes, everything looks bad. Totally it looks disagree. bad. It looks like fucking uh, fucking Rap City Street Kids <laughs> believe in Santa when the fucking elves are around. Um, and I mean, I, I get it. Like they're like, maybe they're trying to like make them like minions or something. But like, it was just too much. It was too much elves. Um, why did they keep? the bad elf around for so long when he kept doing bad stuff, like just get rid of him at that point. Like why did it take so, so long? Um, and the movie just felt long. It was two hours. This movie was two hours long. Like you could have cut a half an hour out of this movie. No problem. Like no problem. There's no reason for this movie to be two hours long. And, and I a hundred percent agree with you, Mark, the, uh, the part at the end where they're singing and it, it actually like really touched me. In a special way, because uh, Jen came in the room and was like, is this shit almost over? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because I, I mean, you could tell when, when a movie you're watching is getting near the end. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's got to be like five or ten minutes left. And then she was like, oh, OK, and she, she left the room and then I, I pushed up on the fucking remote and I was like, 14 minutes. Like, what the fuck could they do for 14 minutes? Like, there must be some long credits. And then they kept singing and singing and singing. <laughs> And I didn't want to shut it off because I remember when we watched The Witches, I, I like shut it off after they started dancing to uh, Live in La Vida Loca at the end or whatever they were doing. And uh, that's a Shrek 2 reference for you. And uh, they, I missed like the end of the movie. So I'm like, shit, I can't shut it off. And I'm just like waiting and waiting and waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took forever. Um, yeah, I really couldn't stand the elves. I, I don't didn't really like the plot. Like to me, the 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 thrust of this movie is the girl – the main girl getting over her dad's death and accepting her stepdad. Like that's the story of this movie. Yeah. And that's what should have been the focus of this movie and not the fat kid from Deadpool two star steals the star of Bethlehem and 
fucking whatever the hell else was with his magical inventions while uh, Botox ravaged Mrs. Claus uh, feeds some poor kid cookies so he can fight a CG lion. Like none of that needed to be in the movie. (laughs) So it was really frustrating to see a lot of this superfluous stuff shoved in there. Um, And I actually read online. Somebody said the same thing I said about how the movie was like two hours long. And it's just like, how is this two hours? And it's because it's on Netflix. So like Netflix does isn't beholden to, okay, we got to get this movie down in 90 minutes so we can get a certain number of showings in each day at the theater. Um, so they just say, fuck it, make your movie. <laughs> so a lot of times there, there isn't that oomph to cut things. And, and I feel like we've seen this in a couple of movies like jingle jangle a couple of weeks ago where it just starts to get over long at some point. And this was just over long. Um, and like I said, I do like Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. I will be interested in seeing more adventures with him but they really need to dial it back and kind of bring it down i liked the first movie it was really self-contained it was about santa claus uh you know saving christmas and you know it was pretty grounded for a movie about santa claus um this felt like it was just way up its own ass with crazy mythology and dumbass shit that didn't need to be in the movie so not exactly my favorite i disagree with almost all of that <laughs> almost all of it <laughs> Um, I and I will say there there was one other thing that I liked. I know the the fight with the the CG elves was or the the CG elves were pretty dumb, but I love the fact that you get to see a little kid with a Nerf gun have an action scene because then it, that just felt right to me for some reason. I love seeing him running around shooting a Nerf gun and uh, diving away from explosions. I'm like, oh, they you know snuck a little Die Hard in there for a Christmas movie. So yeah, I enjoyed that, and I love the fact that that cat almost killed one of the reindeer. <laughs> That and I then w- the reindeer beat him up. Yeah. Yep. That I wasn't expecting. I expected he would get, you know, maybe get like a little scratch or something. But that cat fucking almost killed Prancer, or one of them. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, sure. That, that's, that's hardcore. <laughs> Brought him to the brink of death. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get a score for Christmas Chronicles 2. Aubrey, 0 to 5. 5 being the best. 0 being the worst. What do you got? I am going to give it a uh, 3.5. All right. Uh, Markellis, how about you? You know, I don't remember what I gave the first one, but this one is definitely a 3.52. I agree with Aubrey. It's If you like the first one, I... And not Joey. I think you'll like the second one. <laughs> and keep in mind, I didn't like the first one, but I did like this one, too. So, All right. Well, I'm going to give it a two out of five. Uh, it's just not as good as the first one. I don't know. Maybe if you have kids or something, you enjoy it. But the fun of the first one is kind of gone. And this one, sadly for me. So I'm going two out of five. And th- those two stars are 100 percent on Kurt Russell as Santa Claus still being awesome. So. <sighs> Maybe Christmas Chronicles three will be better. That's all I can say. <laughs> we're you know we're gonna get one in a couple of years, so you might as well just get ready for it. Oh yeah, this has been number one on Netflix for like since it came out. So, <laughs> and I watched an interview with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I think I sent it to you guys right before we started. Um, it, they love doing it, <laughs> so so they'll probably push for another one anyways. <laughs> yeah, I like making money too. You know? Yeah, they'll probably get like uh, probably like five more at the rate that they're going. Fast Why not? And then I'll get really mad about Botox how it's expensive. going on too long. 
Plastic surgeon ain't free. All right. Well, let's uh, let's finish it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Oh, I really haven't done much. It's the last week of school, and I don't know. Um, House is still on Amazon. I've been watching that while I'm doing my homework, and it's always a good show. So if you haven't ever watched House, I would definitely watch it. It sucks you in. Uh, there's little bit of drama to it, but it's just really interesting. So recommend House again. Awesome. All right, Marcellus, how about you? Uh, yeah, a funny thing happens whenever I watch an episode of The Mandalorian. I immediately start diving into the uh, animated TV shows. So um, I have been uh, watching Clone Wars again uh, because uh, the last episode of Mandalorian kind of pointed me in that direction, gave me a little little taste that I wanted some more. So I would say if that's the case for you, you can uh, if you watch Mandalorian and you're you know you want to know some more about the characters that are presented in the show, maybe get a, a little bit more of the storyline. Um, go online, look up episodes that kind of tie into that mythology and just watch those episodes. There's some good ones on Clone Wars, especially the last ones. And uh, eventually I'm going to get around to Rebels too. So uh, yeah, get uh, watch some Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Alrighty. Well, I will suggest that people go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Is Your Podcast. You'll find hours of free exclusive content, including those interviews that Adam just dropped and more on the way. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. Uh, another thing that we just announced a couple days ago as this drops, uh, Adam and myself will be starting a video podcast exclusively for Patreon in January where we talk about Star Wars, me and Adam talking Star Wars on video only for Patreon. So jump on board at patreon.com backslash Podcast. Don't forget our T public store. The link is on sowizardpodcast.com. You can get cool stuff like t-shirts, mugs, masks, notebooks, other things with our logo and designs on them. And that also helps support the show. So check that out. I will suggest that you jump on Amazon. I just bought a book I've been reading. It is William Gibson's unproduced alien three script made into a graphic novel. Um, I got it on sale on Amazon. It was cheap. It comes in hardcovers from Dark Horse Comics, and it's really good. But I'm not going to say anything else about it because it's best to go in blind. It's not the Wood Planet um, one they talk about in the documentary. It's a different script. But, man, too bad we couldn't have got this one, huh? Uh, so, yeah, Alien 3, William Gibson, is great. Also, check out the movie Freaky starring Vince Vaughn. Is that my friends? So we'll be talking about next week. In episode 331 of the podcast, that's going to do it for this week, 330 in the books. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I made cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Uh, everybody have a good week. Uh, do some shopping uh, on uh, Amazon on Amazon through our website and a uh, family video. Get some DVDs. Wakanda forever. Must be cold out there in the North Pole because Mrs. Claus's face is frozen. <laughs> yeah.
You suck. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.